This is The First Time, Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series. Every show, we invite a group of storytellers to talk about different firsts and pick a song to go with it. The theme of this show was First Pass. Recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center with music by The First Time 3. Here's your host, Jen Sedini. Up next, we've got Michael Van Kerkove. He's a writer and a storyteller. He's told it Mortified, You're Being Ridiculous, a bunch of other the like main storytelling shows. If you're on the circuit, you know. Those are good shows. Michael will be competing in March Danceness, the 2024 edition of March Xness, which is an online musical essay tournament, which I didn't know what is a thing, but now I'm fascinated, at marchxness.com, focused on dance songs of the 2000s. Michael will be representing by writing an essay about DJ Sammy's club cover of Brian Adams' Heaven. There are so many layers to this. <laughs> All right, so do Chicago proud and vote for Michael. Give it up for Michael Vankerkove. Welcome to Chicago, Mayor Richard M. Daly. My first pass under that highway welcome sign through the borders of this city that I'd four years later call home along Lake Michigan on Lakeshore Drive was Memorial Day weekend, 1994. Age 19, summer before my junior year at Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo. Ooh, go Broncos, all right. The first face-to-face visit with my goth friend Max in Northwest Indiana, a pen pal since high school senior year when I started making friends from afar through a transpostal snail mail weirdo network filled with uh, painted envelopes and handwritten poetry and mixtapes and recorded messagings and ramblings, uh, things called friendship books, uh, whose pages offered pre-digital profiles listing bands, likes, and our addresses, often cloaked in pen names. I am Sven from the graveyard of Detroit, Michigan, The Cure, Anne Rice, and Candles. All right, so call this (laughs) my Chicago origin story. Uh, So yes, so this year in 2023, I celebrate 25 years since I first moved to uh, Chicago, this mythical, close, but not so close, other Midwestern city. Seen only in film and TV and iconic images. As I developed my artistic and other sensibilities, uh, Detroit and Michigan, and okay, maybe my family too, love them like I do, were places to escape from to someplace else, bigger and better and more alive. A city to stake out and call my own. While I briefly left a couple times, Chicago has been home in all its various iterations, from roommate days with my friend Sarah a year out of college, when a two-bedroom apartment in Lakeview could go for $8.50 a month, (laughs) to 17 years with my husband, where we left and came back, and left again, and then I came back alone in 2018, when I didn't know if I wanted to come back, It was too big, too loud, too painful. When I wanted to hide in a house in a forest on top of a mountain. 
but I'd moved here once without him, and I could do it again. So here I am. Thank you. <laughs> Still bleary-eyed from Rocky Horror the night before, Max and the crew, Art, Teresa, Alexis, Katrina, and I, pile into it Max's dark blue, four-door, straight six-cylinder, three on the tree, 1963 Chevy Bel Air with its steel dashboards and no seatbelts, AKA the beast. With its cassette deck that Max added where we listened to Susie, Nine Inch Nails, Concrete Blonde, and others. Strange tunes for this old boy born when uh, Bobby Vinton, the Chiffons, and Peter, Paul, and Mary were likely playing from his original transistor radio. First pass along Lake Michigan on Lakeshore Drive, where we connect with the Lakefront Trail through Grant Park, Oak Street, and North Avenue beaches. I peer out my passenger side window at all the shirtless, gorgeous men. Volleyballers and bikers and joggers and so, so many rollerbladers. It was 1994. Tan, <laughs> tanned and muscled, or not so muscled, who cares? Beach bods I envy, but that's not exactly me. Staring, having never before seen scenery like this before, maybe drooling, Max laughing, celebrating this awakening, this unrealized to me part of the Chicago myth. I have arrived. This is where I want to be. The theater and art stuff, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. But the guys. <laughs> and here I am, a pale, elder alternatine, with my chin-length hair, cut-off black pants, two-week-old concert t-shirt from when, from when I saw live on the Throwing Copper Tour. Uh, I still have it. And broken in Doc Martin boots two years into wear. I still have them and they're falling apart. What would these guys want with me? Never mind, they're possibly, probably, mostly straight. Oh well. All this revelation before we even reached ground zero of our adventures at Clark and Belmont, where we meet up with another pen pal of mine, a cool chick named Frogger from an Illinois town I had never heard of before. Lunch at Scenes Cafe, where all the actors hang out and read plays before Starbucks kicks them out. Where I sip on cold cherry cider and feast on a vegetarian pizza burger and try my first blue corn chips. Then on to the awe-inspiring The Alley, which dominates the intersection before fucking Target moves in. With its leather jackets and tees and cool things where we hear bits of conversation like, Dave would really like this when he gets out of jail. <laughs> we laugh and sift through a barrel of old 80s buttons, band buttons, unfastened pins occasionally pricking our fingers. We take a group photo with the Dunkin' Pumpkin Donut sign behind us. We stroll all along Clark Street and Belmont Avenue with stores like Rocket 69 with candles and incense, oils and jewelry, groovy goodies I can't buy if I want gas money for the, gas money for the drive home. Then on to Boys Town and People Like Us bookstore where I do buy a hate is not a family value button but regret not buying one that says straight, so spaghetti until you get it wet. 
And <laughs> to then on to the rainbow swag-filled We're Everywhere, a store name as both political statement and promise of the 1990s. Both stores long gone now. Dusk, we, uh, make, we walk to the lake where we sit on the since bulldozed while what I will learn to know as uh, the Belmont Rocks. A shoreline of uneven limestone slabs that birthed a culture, a community. We do not realize the communion that we are having with this sacred space with the city behind us as we light incense, smoke clove cigarettes, and talk of love, looking for lightning, uh, lightning bolts between the stars, listening for distant thunder. We don't know that we have passed through so, so many ghosts. 30-some years of queer folk daring to be, uh, celebrate their love in the sun. A lost generation of gay men remembered by the, la the lake's lapping waves, their survivors and successors, of which I feel I fall somewhere in between. I realize I'm romanticizing this moment some. I suppose it's my way of connecting to something larger than myself, of saying, yeah, I was a tiny, tiny part of that history whose days were numbered by the time I made the move here. Holding my friends, but also wishing that my sort of first boyfriend back in Michigan, who I'd met at the end of the school year, was here. I, a baby gay then, and frankly, a middle-aged gay now, still figuring out his world, wanting the best of friends and lovers together. The beast winds back south on Lakeshore Drive towards midnight, the skyline aglow. And before I know it, it is May 1st, 1998, and I'm heading back north, the driver this time. A U-Haul ignoring the no truck sign merging from I-55. Not a truck. Sarah is in her own beast, and we and we get jammed in Cubs uh, game pedestrian upon realizing that our street just south of Wrigley is the wrong one way. All before collapsing onto the carpet of our three-flat garden apartment where we only stay a year because rats. Yeah. And then it's my first pride parade and Max and our pal Vid sunburning at the rocks and it's rediscovering Boys Town and making friends with Greg, the Roscoe's bouncer, waving me and saying, hello, Michael, without checking my ID. It's dancing and kissing and fretting and scribbling phone numbers on bar cards. It's temping and table whoring and writing and telling and expressing and grad schooling. And it's sitting in dark theaters seeing friends and strangers, and famous actors too, because we're here. We arts majors, and weirdos, and dreamers, and beers. We're really here in this magical place. And it's biking on the lakefront trail where maybe a first timer is riding by, lusting over me. And in there somewhere, it's October 2001, and meeting my husband while perusing porn at the very much still there unabridged bookstore, and it's adventures and apartments and Godfather's Pizza and wine and parties and domesticity and love, and it's leaving, and it's adult conversations, and it's returning and connecting 
and reconnecting and exploring and discovering and conquering and <sighs> fucking breathing. Like how I'd love to tell my younger self, my younger fretful self to do once upon a time. And it's here, right up here on this stage at Martyrs in Chicago with all of us together. This myth, this city, this awesome city, it was written, it was made, however we got here, for you and me. Thank you.
The First Time is hosted by Jen Sedini, with production by Bobby Evers, Andy Vasoyan, and Executive Director Julie Miller. The podcast is edited by Andy Vasoyan, with songs performed by The First Time 3. You can find this and other Chirp podcasts and interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.